You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. They keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the Department of Public Safety, here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay. You are listening to The Sleuth. I'm Lindsay. This is Jamie. We are private investigators here for you when you really need to know. Good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it is where you are listening to us. We're just glad you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? How many followers do we have on Instagram this week? Oh, not 100. We're still waiting for that 100th follower. You're going to get a bomb prize. You are. It's a shirt. Except (laughs) you're going to get something else besides a shirt. We can't tell you though yet. We have 47 followers and we're following 401. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know much. I'm trying to do my best on Instagram. We're we're still learning at the sleuth underscore BDS. I hope everybody loves it, but we both post to it. And I didn't know that Jamie's like over there following, 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 following. (laughs) (laughs) And I went to go make a post about, you know, when our episode, All the Dicks came out. And then when I hit post... (laughs) When I hit post, Instagram let me know immediately that that action can't be taken right now, not for another 24 hours. And I was like, oh, well, apparently you can't say dicks on Instagram. So I called Jamie and I was like, so I tried to say dicks and now we're blocked. And she's like, oh, no, girl, that's because I followed 401 people. I thought if I just jumped, like if somebody followed us, I would just like jump to their. That makes sense. But I'm glad there's a limit. Add a couple. Well, now we know. (laughs) We have 47 people and 400 some followers. So if I followed like a hundred on each person. (laughs) (laughs) So every time you follow us, we follow a hundred of your friends. All right. um, Anything exciting happened this week? Nope. What happened with you? It's always me talking about my life. Aren't you guys tired of that yet? Well, you don't ever ask me a question. You always ask ask me first. What's up, Jamie? (laughs) Christmas is coming up. I don't, I'm not a big, huge gift giver. What? That's that's my love language. No. I'm a gift giver and receiver. Like, Jesus gifts, was gifts, born. Gifts. I'm like, we did, you know, let's sing carols. I wish I could go caroling. Me and I'll Tanya go will go do it. Yeah. BDS oh. caroling. Oh my gosh. Is that weird? We can Maybe wear our we sleuth can. shirts and Santa hats and we'll go caroling. Car bells, sweet silver bells. Perfect. Love it. Okay. I love Christmas time. I love everything that comes with it. So I'm I'm moving into a new house and it crushes me that I am in the move process and not able to like get all my Christmas stuff out right away because normally I'm like the day after Thanksgiving, everything's up. I'm done. It's beautiful. Wow. So this year I think what I'm going to do is have you seen the Christmas lights outside of your house where it's like the Grinch and he's stealing the lights off of your roof? No. Oh, I'm doing that. I had to make the Grinch first, but like, you know, when you hang like your icicles or your lights or whatever on your roof line. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be lazy, you just take one string of like colored lights and you just hang it kind of halfway up. And then down in the lawn, you've got like a painted wooden, it looks like the Grinch and he's holding the other end of your lights. Like he's stealing all the lights off your house. Pulling them off. That's Mm -hmm. cute. Short and sweet. Done. What about inside? Have Have you seen those toddler those toddler felt trees that they can decorate. Oh yeah, I love those. Those are cute. I, I thought about them at Target. 
Last year, Leanne was one for Christmas, one and a half. And we just had a little pencil tree. It's definitely true what people say with toddlers. Like there were no ornaments on the bottom of the tree. That's like my cat. (laughs) (laughs) We have to have all the ornaments. Nail it to the wall. (laughs) Right. Because he tried to climb up the tree. He's too fat though. He's like 21 pounds. So he'd probably knock the tree down now if he tried to climb up there. That probably wouldn't be safe, Jordan. Yeah, the tree is Jordan. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump on into the stump town. Stump town. What's that? I don't know. I need to bring back the fun. All right. So this episode is Dex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. This was a fun one. Okay. So in this episode, right from the start, Dex. She's with my boo. She took him out on a date. They went to Mm -hmm. a mosh pit. They're at the club. They're at this like punk concert. Hollywood. Really fast. Because this does not happen. So she goes into the club and she knows who the woman is and um, the woman singing. She's like, yeah, sometimes people just get away in life. And this is the song for the one who got away. I'm looking at you, Dex. And like Dex is in a crowd of like a thousand people. She's like, what? And then Hoffler's like, what? Oh, sorry. Hoffman. I changed his name. Hoffler. (laughs) Somebody's name is Hoffler. The Hoff. (laughs) Don't pass all the Miles. Is it Miles? Miles Hoffman? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, he's like, what? That's weird. Basically, we find out that's an ex. An ex of Dex. Dex is ex. Dex is ex. And her name is Fiona X. (laughs) Fiona (laughs) X. I didn't even put that together until now. Dex is ex. Fiona the ex. That's just lazy writing. Right? Yeah. Fiona. What's her The ex. Ex. Fiona X. Well, she had terrible, terrible lipstick. Yeah. I think those were lip injections. I just think they had the lipstick drawn over top of her lips. That's a thing now. Instagram does weird things to humans. Like everybody's lips are getting very round like a brat stall. How do you kiss? And like does the lipstick from the center of your lips, like your waterline ever just go away? And then like you have this like clown mouth going on. (laughs) She's pretty though. She's okay. Not that that matters, but she was. So Dex is like, yeah, I know her. And they end up at the the bar the next day, and and Hoffman's like, you know, mosh pits aren't really my thing. I probably, you know, maybe want some jazz or something a little bit calmer. And because she tries to get him to go into the mosh pit, and he's like, absolutely not. Right. And the cop um, in a mosh pit. Be- I'm trying. It's weird, anyways, that they get were on even the there. <laughs> Did- <laughs> no. So she's like, okay, we'll do something else next time. So now I'm like, are they dating? That's I think like, that was kind of their little moment where they dating. decided, yeah, that they're they're kind of into doing things outside of work together now. And they called it getting out of their head. So mm. I, I think that's how it kind of began. They were that's like, cute. hey, yeah, that is cute. It's nice. Get out of your head. Moments. So he's going to take her bowling at the end of the episode, which is super sweet. And she's like, wow, that's nerdy, but OK. They pick back up at Bad Alibi and Gray's there, Ansel's there and in walks Fiona X. And she's like, hey, Dex. Yeah, she just found her. Like, she was like, I asked some people where you were and they told me you were here. She's like, okay, what do you need? So basically she wants her to be her bodyguard because she trusts her. But there's this like weird sexual energy still happening there. Dex looks a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But still interested. She said that Fiona left her. Like she, she went on tour and then just kind of never came back. So I think Dex was a little bit heartbroken by that because she, she cared about Fiona, but you know. Dex is like an empath kind of. Yeah. She's like overly emotional about things at times. 
Yeah. That's okay. So are we all. Anger included. <laughs> right. And the manager said, Fiona wants to hire you. Dex was like, okay, for what? And remember last episode, she just got her license. So she can do this now. People can come to her and say, hey, I have a problem. Can you help me, you know, right. and be my investigator? And so it turns out that Fiona, this superstar rock star, she thinks that she is a stalker and that's why she wants to hire Dex. So, I mean, that that's that makes sense. I mean, hire a PI if you have a stalker. Right. But, you know, it's kind of like The Bodyguard with Houston. I was listening to her last night. What? The Bodyguard, the movie? Oh, I, nope. I haven't seen it. Sorry. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> the Bodyguard is like a famous movie that Whitney Houston was in. And oh. she hires Kevin Costner as her bodyguard. And they fall in love and, you know, get shot. And it's, it's this wonderful thing. And there's tears and people die. Oh. And it's a very yeah. iconic scene where he's like carrying her out yeah. of a nightclub. And I. Yeah, when that song's oh, going. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. It's absolutely wonderful. You're going to have to watch that. It's a good Christmas movie because it's snowing outside. They go to like some cottages and it's snowing. But anyways, back to Stumptown. Sounds Stump like Down. a murder movie. It's a Christmas movie? It is. Oh. Well, I didn't say it's, I said it's a good movie to watch at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really necessary. If you're into murder and crying. <laughs> and <for the> snow. <laughs> All the emotions. It's snow. Snow. It's, it's Christmas movie. Done. What happened? So she accepts the job. As, yeah. her, as her bodyguard. So Dex has to start going to work with Fiona to kind of get a feel for it. Because all Fiona can tell her is that I have somebody who's following me tour to tour and it's getting really creepy and I think something's about to happen and I don't like it. You know, so while Dex is at work, she's just kind of passively, sneakily getting to know everybody who's involved, you know, with the the stage production with, you know, and who's involved with Fiona. Right. You know, and so she's there to kind of scope out and. You know, I could have called it from the very freaking beginning because they didn't even make it complicated. Well, that's why I was like Hollywood. Number one, yeah. the person. The only who, person who had a speaking role was the freaking manager. Yeah, but we can't assume it's him right off the bat. I did. Did you? Yeah, immediately. I, well, I knew he was weird, but I wasn't quite sure he was he was the one. But anyway, so they have that scene where they're at the club and she sees the guy walking in with the hat and he, you know, she follows him in. She's having like flashbacks the whole way through. He reaches in his pocket she's thinking for a gun yeah she's getting his shades out she knocks him down to clear the thing and then, and then the guy's mad at her now because he's made she's made him lose fifty thousand dollars for this show right i guess he probably had to like refund money to the venue or to the right. ticket sales or whatever but what happened was they had these like balls like giant beach ball things you know how they do at concerts and mm -hmm. they're bouncing these balls everywhere well somebody popped one of those oh was that what happened yeah and so while Dex like all the lights and the darkness and shoulder to shoulder people she's trying to navigate through following this one man in a hat who's she just kind of deems as sketchy right you know and this sketchy. ball pops and it just kind of triggered her into her PTSD flashbacks and she just tackled him and he turns around he's like what the hell lady like <laughs> why'd you jump me yeah they go back to her hotel room. Fiona's, yeah. Fiona X. And, they, and of course it's super swanky. Yes. And then they get a knock on the door and they get a delivery of a guy who's taking a picture of Fiona in the in the room that they're currently in. So right. And like, of course they get a an eight and a half by eleven full page photo glossy, like been drawn on in Sharpie marker. What did it say? <laughs> I'm getting closer or I see you or Something stalker. You're like. not safe or it's not safe here or something. And yeah. so, of course, you're immediately like, and Dex is like, that's this room, Fee. And, you know, this hotel room has all these giant windows that are like overlooking the city. Right. And so somebody could be posted up in any of the other windows and, you know, adjacent buildings and looking in. And so it's not until like days later where Dex is still with Fiona where she starts closing the blinds. 
I'm surprised they didn't use that photo as blackmail. Maybe they'll do it in the next episode. Oh, yeah, that's not over. Yeah, they're going to use it as black. Ooh, I bet you that's because how Hoffman was- finds out. Mm. Mm. I'm always over predicting <sighs> things. This is why I don't read books. But that's okay. Because yeah. it's either going to be Or watch that, movies or because be I feel else. like I predict it all in the beginning and I'm like, ugh, bored. Ugh. Well, you might be wrong. Maybe. We'll see what Maybe happens. I'm right. Well, the reason I agree with you on that is because she said something about, I just, I'm not supposed to be doing this because I just got my license. And she's like, nobody will know. Yeah, she can't sleep with a client. And then you're like making out with the woman at the piano and then waking up in the bed together. Great. Dex. Yeah. It's terrible. She slips up a lot. Like <laughs> kind of like her MO. She does slip up a lot. But like you said, that's gonna that's gonna cause a problem between her and Hoffman because they're dating. Mm-hmm. Fiona really does have a, a stalker though. So they they end up finding that it's this man who he seems like he probably has some type of mental disability of some kind, you know. And he really was stalking her. And so they they locate the man's, you know, hotel adjacent hotel room or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they get in there and they find like a rifle underneath the bed. They find all kinds of like a, a shrine, a Fiona shrine yeah. with candles. She does have a stalker. She was right. But the stalker truly believed that he was hired by her because he had letters that was signed with Fiona's name. Right. Which that, we find out at the end of the show mm-hmm. comes from a creepy manager. Creepy manager was writing it so that Fiona would continue to write, you know, good music because she needed to be damaged. Yeah. Write good music. What a jerk. Unfortunately, though, sometimes that life, though. Yeah, I feel like we see a lot of that in Hollywood. Yeah, when you're in a nice, calm lifestyle, nobody wants to hear about that. Right. They want you to be like cracked out, drugged up, Mm -hmm. you know. And she was. She was drinking. She was doing cocaine. She did like five lines in a row, first of all. I don't know if you noticed that. I I was like, oh, Lord, stop, stop. She just kept going. (laughs) Your poor nose. I know. You're going to die. So. I like Tukey. So Tukey, his little food truck got shut down (laughs) (laughs) as he kills a bug on the the mat while the inspector's in there. And he's like, you got tomato sauce still on the thing. He's like, tomatillo. Tomatillo. He's like, yeah, well, who's ever? Metal, it is. <laughs> it's nasty, and you don't need to have it here. So he goes straight to the lieutenant Cosgrove. Pretty sure it's not the way to do things in real life. But but you know what? He's he might be right. That's like what you're just talking about. Open your mouth. He said your name is at the top of the list. Yeah, well, <laughs> I need to come talk to you. So he goes and true. talks to her about his food permit. He's like, look, just. I just needed some little extra time, and she, you know, they have this little moment about some mole sauce. Tim, uh, that did look good though. That those little three tacos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then we find out that Cosgrove's got a little cooking bone in her body, right? So she likes to. She said she was from Philly, and she was making these like Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Yes, so good. They looked great. I'm like, acting I like I've fair. had them before. <laughs> they have those at the fair. Um, they have them at Buffalo Brothers. Their Philly cheesesteak egg rolls are actually oh. really good. And they come with a sweet and sour sauce, which is really interesting. But I love Buffalo Brothers. Hmm. I see those all the time. That's why I'm chunky. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Buffalo Brothers. <laughs> so good. <Damn> you. <laughs> Cosgrove has no idea that Tookie knows Dex. <laughs> yeah, huh? yes, she does. Because does she? immediately when he goes into her office with his permit problem, right. she was like, so, you know, Dex Perios. Oh. Yeah, like right away. Dang. Yeah. I missed that. 
Mm. Oh, mm. Gray. There's a new woman on the scene. Yeah. So Gray's at the bar and it's just like a normal day and he's working and in comes this like group, unscheduled, unplanned, unannounced. 10 to 12 lushes, she calls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I've got these lushes here. And if you're so I thought about Tanya whenever they were talking about the bar. She was being a haunted. paranormal tour guide. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, this bar was haunted. And he's like, that's not true. You can't tell people that. And she's like, 50 years ago, somebody (laughs) died. And, you know, it's haunted. And and he's like. It was a sluicing accident. I still don't know what that is. It had something to do with fish. Look that up. What's a sluice? I thought that was the, I thought that was the name they gave it when you're panning for gold. Like it's a way to remove dirt from a sluice. Oh, there's a lot of rocks. Sluice bot. Yeah. S L. It's like sleuth, but with an S instead of a T-H. A sluice. <laughs> it's meant for us to talk about. <laughs> Look at that. It says, it says how to find gold. I don't know how you die in a finding gold accident. Sounds like a nice way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but so she comes in and she basically says that I have these people. So she leaves with her people and they have like instant chemistry. Liz oh. and Gray. Oh. She's so pretty though. I don't care. That's You're Dex not Dex. Man. Dex is going to kick your ass, girl. <laughs> but Dex, I mean, but Dex is all over the place. She's sleeping with women, sleeping with men. You know, she right. needs to leave Gray alone anyways. He's no, but he guy. loves her. Yeah, but she ain't ready. No, she's not ready. Gray is like, Jay, he's not ready. He just was all over Liz. <laughs> no. She was pretty forward, though. And Dex is and all he being just, mean to him right now. So he needs some attention. Yeah. Oh. And poor Ansel. Oh, oh I, poor you know. Ansel. I know. He's so smart. Every time there's some like little romantic kissy huggy PDA moment between Gray and Liz, Ansel's in the background just like dropping liquor <laughs> bottles. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, I thought he was doing that because he thinks that Gray's going to go away. Yeah. Or like, what if, you know, it doesn't work out? He's hoping that Dex and Gray get together mm-hmm. so that, you know, his he'll be good. See his pure little heart. He sees the love. I know. Oh. Oh. He is too. Ansel's just a little pure character. I like him. How did we leave Stumptown? <laughs> Fiona X is, she's done with her tour in Stumptown. She and Dex still have this strong connection. She asked Dex and she, of course, thought it was super hot that Dex like saved her from her stalker and all that. We didn't even talk about that, but she saved her from her stalker and Dex turned it down. She wasn't going to continue to tour with Fiona at all. Yeah. She, she was said. like, you know, I, I realize that you're still the same person you were 10 years ago, but I'm not, which is kind of like, damn. But she's also a rock star. How yeah, she's changing. Is she going to be doing right away? Yeah, she's kind of a prisoner of that life, the mm-hmm. tour life. So they had their fun. Fiona's moving on. And that kind of frees up Dex to, I guess, keep the secret that she hooked up with Fiona. But now she's gone back to her current love interest, which is my current love interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Ely. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to go on their bowling date. And Dex is a terrible bowler. How are you bad at this? You're supposed to be a very coordinated people person. that do real life things can't do games. Speaking of myself. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I can't do. I'm not good with games where like I have to like use something else to hit whatever, like baseball. Like it's something something happens there. In Spatial <laughs> disconnect there. Yeah, that was the end of it. Really? Was, yeah. So we have one more episode left. Is that it? Oh, uh-uh. OK, well, we've at least got one more to go, which is good. Our discussion topic for today. Stalking. Yeah. Like Fiona getting stalked. Have you ever had a stalker? I want to say yes, but I can't think of anybody. (laughs) 
<laughs> a very bad stalker. Right, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere your stalker's like, honest- oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get back on it. She's completely forgotten about me. Do you own or manage a business? The people you employ represent your company and your reputation. They might drive company vehicles or wear your logo. Your business's name is in their email. Blackman Detective Services pre-screens employees for statewide or national criminal records and DMV history so you can know before you hire. Verify the resume licenses and certifications for anyone applying to work for your business and your home. Thoroughly examine your child care and elderly care and even pet sitters. Call Blackman Detective Services and put good people to work. All opinions expressed on this podcast do not constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed by participants are in their individual capacities only, not those of Blackman Detective Services. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorneys to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information expressed in this podcast is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Have you had a stalker? No, but I had a friend have a friend who had a stalker and it was like really legit. So she was dating this guy and he was always a little weird, very clingy. And I always felt like he had these little beady eyes, just something weird about him. When they broke up, she was like, Jamie, he just won't leave. Like he won't stop calling. And then he came to the point where like he was coming to the house he was like knocking the door and then he would call and be like, you know, I don't understand why you don't want to talk to me. You're being crazy. I mean, he was just yeah. being weird to the point where she had to go to court and get a restraining order against him. Yeah. They will they'll give you like a 30 day restraining order if it's legit. Right. But then after the 30 days, if you still need assistance or whatever, you can go back and they will extend it for a year. She's had this order extended like three times. Oh, God. So legit three times wow that she's been able to prove that he's still trying to contact her that's got to be a really scary situation for Very the scary. victim because i mean eventually this person has freaked you out to the point where i mean you're stalking is kind of it's terrorizing that's what it is you're terrorizing somebody i mean they don't it's not fair for a person an innocent person to feel like oh if i leave work between the door at work and my car is my stalker going to be there or are they watching me right. you know and and this extends beyond like basic stalking, like social media stuff. This is like right. the physical, physical yeah. the, you know, the threat of physical harm. Right. So there's a, like a stalking resource center. So according to them, approximately 7.5 million people are stalked each year in the United States. 15% are women and six are men. And they have all, you know, been victims of stalking during their lifetime. 61% of the female victims and 44% of the males were stopped by a current or a former intimate partner. Even when the stalkers are not current or former partners, the victim usually knows them in some way. There's different types of stalkers, right? So you have the rejected stalker. So a person who was rejected in a relationship and they perceive as an insult and they feel wounded hmm. and are seeking vindication. That's like the the boyfriend that... That's an ex situation. Yeah. They feel rejected. I think I've been a rejected stalker. <laughs> Jamie, you're not a criminal. It's I okay. am not a criminal. <laughs> I give you one day of stalking. That's it. Just one. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little stalking. Uh, then you have the resentful stalker. So these are self-righteous, self-pitying 
people who may threaten, but they're least likely to act on it. That's kind of what? That seems like a like a personal thing that you just can't let go. Least likely to act, least likely to stalk. Like, yeah, like they're just. So are they you may a stalker or not? You. They may threaten you, oh. but they're not going to do anything about it. They're just well, that's a lot of people. Right. Then you have the intimacy-seeking stalker. They believe they are loved or will be loved by the victim. Often they focus on someone of higher social status. Mm-hmm. The person is usually mentally ill and delusional. Mm-hmm. There's our person in Stumptown, yep. Somebody mentally ill. You know, his the mentally ill stalker's point perspective was that he was there to help. Right. I'm here to help you. I'm your biggest fan. I love you. That's weird. Like when people start telling you they're your biggest fan. So there's a guy. I might have a stalker and I just don't even. I'm just like, (laughs) just like, whatever, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, oh gosh. And this is horrible if he ever hears. Oh, well, it is what it is. So there's a guy that I run into sometimes and we've exchanged information, had conversation. He's cool. But every time I talk to him, he's like, hey, beautiful from your favorite person. Like from your number one fan. I'm like, that shit is weird. Yeah. That's weird. It's kind of like, what type of response do you want me to give you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, number one fan, where are we going tonight? Right. Absolutely <laughs> not. Like, really, it's weird that you feel that way. And it's, yeah. and it's also weird that you're telling me that. I don't know. Some people like that. I have friends that are that like that type of attention. Then you have the incompetent. This person is socially backward. Doesn't really understand social rules involved in dating and romance and doesn't truly mean any harm. Every high schooler. <laughs> right. Yeah. That sounds just like an immature, like, you know, child. I think like one, of, one of my problems in life has always been that I somehow end up surrounded by people like that. Like hmm. I have a lot of socially awkward friends, which is weird, but I don't socially awkward. I, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Better I don't know. Better. And I've I've formed really close friendships with people that have some type of uh, social disability or learning disability. But I somehow ended up with I know a lot of people like that. And, you know, it doesn't make somebody a bad person, yeah. but it does. It does tend to lend them to situations that get them in trouble. Right. As you become a mature adult, if you don't have the the support that you need to get you out of those situations or keep you from those situations that, you know, a lot of people end up, you know, with a criminal record not that they're criminals or live a criminal lifestyle. Just taking something the wrong way and not being able to express yourself properly and just kind of getting caught up in the effects of, Mm -hmm. you know, a decision. That's hard. Then you have the predator. Like serial killer type. Right. This is about sex gratification, control, and violence. The stalker doesn't necessarily know the victim. The victim may not know that she or he is being stalked, but a predator plans their attack, rehearses it, and has a lot of sexual fantasies. That's SVU all day. They're criminal minds. So one episode I was watching, I think it was CSI, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Criminal minds, maybe. And the guy had been turned down by a girl that he liked and he killed her. And I think he had like discarded one half of the body, but he still had her head. And so he was like reenacting this like murder by going and finding other women who, you know, looked like this woman. And then he would serve them a piece of this woman's head. Who comes up with this shit? (laughs) It's probably, I don't know, it may have been in relief. I don't know. 
No, he's not. I do kind of worry, like, when I see, like, a really weird horror plot or something. Yeah. Like, should somebody be watching that guy? Like, I whoever mean, wrote that or right. that woman who wrote that? Right. I mean, that's, I don't read, I'm scared of Stephen King stuff, but. Oh, man, yeah, the first time I ever tried to read Stephen King, he's got a. It's like, this guy's sick. He's got a book <laughs> called, yeah, Everything's Eventual. And it's a, a thick one, but it's all short stories. And one of the beginning stories in the book was about a body in a morgue. And so the person comes to consciousness while they are, quote, dead in this drawer in the morgue. And so they're explaining from the first person point of view, which was fascinating, first first person point of view, being dead in a morgue. Mm. And they talk about how cold the table was. And he's so descriptive mm-hmm. with everything mm-hmm. he says. And the part that really got me was, you know, as he's beginning to listen to what he learned, you know, at that time as morgue workers walking around him, talking about their day-to-day lives, talking about the other bodies that they were seeing. He tried to talk and he said, you know, he wanted to be like, Hey, I'm here. I'm alive. Right. But he was dead. And his tongue was like a dead mole in his mouth and wouldn't move. <laughs> I just wanted to throw up That's right there. That's what he said. Like, his tongue was like a dead mole in his mouth and he wouldn't move. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what you said. His tongue was like a dead mole in his mouth and he yeah. went through the best. And I just, <laughs> like, I just picture a mole in my mouth that just like, does your tongue do that when you die? Does it like swell up and get fuzzy and turn black in there? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's very descriptive. That's very Stephen sick. King's such a great person. Mm. <laughs> so it says when to be concerned of a red flag for people who might be a stalker. Ooh, little red flags. We can put this in our next sleuth newsletter. Ooh, all right. So you immediately start getting several phone calls or emails right after meeting a person. So you meet somebody <laughs> and all of a Everybody sudden. Everybody after a networking meeting ever. Hi, it was great meeting you at Rockstar Connect oh. today. I've attached a brochure of our services. Like, You're like oh, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Like, there you are. Yep. Thank you. I just added you on Facebook and LinkedIn. I know. Bloom, 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 bloom. I'm like, I love that. There now I can learn so much about you that. if I ever need to, like three years from now. Sidebar. This is this is how small Raleigh is. I'd say maybe three, four years ago, I was working a, a custody case. And part of my job was to like document this woman's Instagram account because the account was wide open and she would basically put her life up there. You know, the events that she was doing, boyfriend, all of this stuff. And so I followed her and I followed the boyfriend and I never took them off of my Instagram page. So for years, I have seen their relationship, (laughs) literally years. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, you know. Oh, he's got a kid. Oh, you know. He's my neighbor. What? He's my neighbor. Not even six months ago. I see this guy and I'm like, hmm, he looks familiar. Just moved in the house, a couple houses down. And so I was like, hmm. So I, I went to the gym and I saw him again and I said, oh. There's that guy again. And I hadn't quite put it together that that was the same guy from the neighborhood. And I was like, that's the guy that was on my case that I was following. Wow. So he goes to my gym. So I'm like, that's weird. And then one day I'm pulling up and I see him like get, you know, he must have just got his gym bag and stuff out of the car. And I was like, that is the same man. Like how crazy that happens. 
So I'm like, if anything were to ever happen, I can answer any questions about the lady, the kid. You know? <laughs> like if this case ever reopens, like I've right. been on it for the last three years. <laughs> what do you need to I know? I just looked up the population of Raleigh. The most recent census was in 2017. Mm-hmm. And Raleigh, North Carolina has an estimated population of 469,298. And we are the second largest city in North Carolina. Wow. Yeah. We're booming. Yep. All right, second red flag. The person is clingy, controlling, or upset that you want to spend time with your family and friends. Sounds like every ex I've ever had. Jeez, I'm glad they're your ex. Take action. So tell everyone you know that this is going on. Important. Tell your employer and friends. Don't keep that stuff to yourself. It's kind of embarrassing that that's happening, maybe. But, you know, if you're not telling anybody that this is happening and this, you know, person decides to, like, abduct you, yeah, you know, somebody needs to know who to, and you know, we live in a world of passwords and, you know, fingerprint phone right. locks. Nobody would know. Nobody can get in your phone. Nobody's going to be able to check your messages mm-hmm. or anything until you're dead and or buried. You know what? I've seen that go the other way, though, too. Like I've seen on Facebook, somebody share a photo of somebody that is a supposed stalker or cyber stalker, sending them mean messages, whatever. And then that photo goes viral in the friend circle, you know, and everybody's, you know, talking trash about this person being crazy and being a stalker. And well, it's somebody important. You're supposed to tell not right. Not, not gossip. the internet. <laughs> right. Right. Cause Don't that will spread. That stuff. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting how they word the law. So this is the North Carolina actual law for stalking thing. Cause it starts with saying, Two or more of any of these acts, like one doesn't count for right. some reason, where you either directly, indirectly, or through third parties by any action, method, or device, or means is in the presence of or follows, monitors, observes, surveils, threatens, communicates to, or about a person, or interferes with that person's property. Right. So if you want to be a good stalker, just pick one. Yeah. Well, that, and that's what <laughs> happens. I mean, but that's what yeah. happens. We have people that come to us and they're like, you know, this person is... Um, send me messages on my account, you know, but that's all that they're doing. You know, that really ties into what people always ask us. Isn't that stalking though? Can you do that? Because when you, when you listen to that list, surveils, surveils, follow, monitor, and that's what, you know, a licensed investigator could do, but that's somebody who's not getting involved with your life. They're not, you know, messaging everybody, you know, they're not right. And the, and the thing, like they hire us. So it's, we're performing a service at that mm-hmm. point. If we did it for free. Right. Or if I was watching Lindsay's husband for her, mm-hmm. you know, because she felt like something was going on. I'm like, well, we're just going to check that out. Like that's stalking. Yeah. Well, that yeah. could be the second part of the law is about how it has to, you can do certain things as long as they're for legitimate purpose. Right. So it says that like you can do all these voice messages, tracking, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to be a person that torments, terrorizes, or terrifies that person and serves no legitimate purpose. Right. So doing it for no legitimate purpose, I think, is like the challenge. Like just pure curiosity. Yeah. Well, that's not it. That's, that's we had a case okay. at one time. It was a long time ago, and I worked it for like two days, and then we just cut it off because we we determined that it wasn't necessary what we were doing. A client came, and he had a young girl that had worked for him, and he was a business owner. And I guess the the circumstances of her leaving the job were such, you know, probably rocky or something, or they exchanged some type of words. And he thought that she might've been leaving his business to go and work for 
I guess a competitor. A competitor. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the enemy. That's not the, a competitor <laughs> working for the enemy. And so he hired PIs to determine if that's what she was doing. So that was easy enough. You know, we're like, okay, cool. Well, let's just follow her and see where she's working now. Right. And then it very quickly became he was he was calling. The client was calling and wanting to know, well, can you see inside of her house? Is she wearing is, is she walking the dog in pajamas or is she walking Leg. the dog in yoga pants? Leg. Yeah. And so it the those questions one. began to oh I mean what else did he ask he wanted to know how many times did she walk her dog you know were the lights on and stalker I mean some of these things in some cases that would be relevant information but his, his wanting to know real time this like was not he, a workers he, comp no he wanted like a, a picture painted for him of what her morning routine was like and she didn't go to work when I watched her you know like so it, it came down to the case manager having to be like you know what we sorry so um. Okay, these were a, a few more red flags, and then and then we'll move on to the next next thing. But obtaining details from people that you're meeting before you provide them, like social media accounts, your full name, where you're living, you know, stuff like that. So do your own kind of investigation. Is this person, do they really have a Facebook account? Is that them on their Facebook account? You know, you can kind of bypass some of the foolishness. You can't believe everything that everybody's telling you, right? If that person is um, monitoring you excessively, this is just what Lindsay was talking about, trying to figure out, you know, are they wearing their yoga pants or pajamas when they're walking their dog or, you know, are their windows open or closed and what time does all that happen? Showing up unannounced. That's creepy. That's very creepy. So if you tell someone like you have plans to meet up with them and they're like waiting outside. (laughs) My husband said that happened to him once pre our relationship. He had an online dating profile. And, you know, everybody has all these funny stories about things that happened to him. But he he went to the alehouse and I guess this girl he had been messaging with found out somehow or he mentioned in passing, oh, I can't hang out today. I'm going to the alehouse with some friends. And she drove like 45 minutes and he was sitting there at the bar. And here comes this girl that he's only met online who (laughs) knew where he was. And he said she was so nervous that she just got, you know, blackout word vomit drunk and why don't you like me? Do you even find me attractive? And he's like, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to be mean, but you're stalking me. Like, I'm not interested. Let's call you a cab. Like, well, that was so, nice of him. Oh, my husband's awesome. Oh, yeah. Stalking Resource Center. They're a good resource if you feel that somebody's stalking you, or I guess to get good tips and stuff like that to keep people safe. But so it's a resource center for people who don't want to be stalked, not for stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> so he said it was like stalker resource center. It's great if you want some tips. This is great right. <laughs> on how to stalk your people properly to make sure that you are just riding that line just right. Hashtag no. stalker resources. Stalker resources. <laughs> Always trust your gut. It's very important live by that all right i don't know about that though i mean i kind of thought about that in the last episode paranoid person what if you're overly paranoid don't listen to your gut oh well yeah that too but i I was talking about like the stalker resources Mm -hmm. and like hotline numbers and i mean if somebody needs help is that what they're gonna do when they go to google i mean no, but they probably should. I wonder how useful some of these resource like phone you, numbers and websites and things are for like actual victims. Control. I think the ones that probably are not run by the state are probably better than the ones that are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's absolutely true. In our line of work, right? So we have somebody that comes in and they say, okay, I know that this person is stalking me, that they're only doing one of these things that actually qualifies them as stalking through a through the 
criminal yeah, system. Yeah, but then we can come in and find out, you know, are they doing more than, you know? Right. Or we can also say, OK, a lot of times when we have these things happening, we're saying, OK, you can't go and actually file a police report that there has been a crime that has happened. But you may be able to go and actually just report this. Mm-hmm. It's just like if somebody stole something from you, you know, they might not be able to find your jewelry. But, you know, 10 months down the road, this ring might pop up and they say, mm-hmm. OK, some so and so filed a police report. This belongs to them mm-hmm. just to have that stuff on file, either with the PI company, us or if you need to, you know, call law enforcement and put that on file. I mean, sometimes people act sporadic and they don't do everything all at the same time. But if you can collect enough information over a period of time and it's you know, still becoming a problem, then you have something there. So somebody prove- that let's walk, walk, walk a hypothetical, you know, stalking victim through the process of how to report it and what to do. So okay. all your little red flags have come up. And you you could go to law enforcement for sure at any point. But I think the majority of the time, if, if they think that if they cannot catch somebody in the act doing it, like while, you know, you call and you're like, they're outside my house right now. You know, I mean, typically you're going to be told to go to a magistrate. Right. And file for, you know, your restraining order type thing. Right. 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 And so I think that might be some people's trouble is do they. Do they feel confident that they've got enough to take to a magistrate? Are they right. ready to take that step? Right. You know, and, Probably you know, not. right. And then a lot of times a magistrate is, you know, either they're going to issue it or not, or they're going to tell you what else you need. And then at that point, that's when you could bring a PI in for sure. Because if if the magistrate feels like you don't have everything you need or they give you a 30 day and you're like, well, they're not going to stop. You know, if you think it, it is more serious than that situation right there that day, you know, a, a PI could be really helpful. Right. In that situation, because we could come in and, you know, look at things, you know, and sit down with you in a way that you can't sit down with a magistrate. You know, law enforcement doesn't doesn't really do that in that way. Yeah. We want to sit down. We'll listen to what you have going on. We'll be able to find like, okay, did you have emails that, Mm -hmm. you know, the person contacted you? What are these phone numbers? You know, we can identify these phone numbers and you just start putting together you a little booklet of what's what's happening mm-hmm. just have notes from us and then once you get your 30 day and you go into court then you have a report that kind of backs up your story and that may assist you in getting a full year yeah. of of protection from from the court and we're not going to go like confront your stalker you know what I mean like no but um, you do have to realize if you're going to bring this person to court you are going to have to you are but we're not going to act as like security or like your bodyguard you know if you want a bodyguard hire a bodyguard but a pi is not going to do that for you there's a resource for college kids title nine you guys remember that Mm -hmm. what so if you if you feel like you're being stalked and you're part of a college you can report it to the college's title nine coordinator and they have to investigate within 18 months and then they can move you if you feel unsafe if it's a roommate they have to cover that cost and they will if it if it's like mentally distracting to you and you fail they have to recoup your cost right. for that you're yeah. absolutely right we worked a case in charlotte i forgot about title nine and they i mean it's a whole it's a whole investigation almost like the police right but it's just through the school system and they'll determine if that person needs to be charged you know do they oh, utilize well. like a campus police type thing or yeah and the campus yeah. police is aware of the situation so you can always call them and have them walk you that yeah. kind right. of stuff that's nice yeah that's really good. They need those. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful. Don't be out there. Don't stalk anybody. Don't get stalked. And if you're being stalked. <laughs> Sorry. Call us. We can try to help you. See what we can do. Our last thing for today. 
since we're all on Christmas and I'm worried about crazy shoppers and weird people in the parking lot. To a ring doorbell. Get your ring doorbell, <laughs> even though it's not going to pick you up your Amazon shopping. packages from your door, like immediately. Right. Don't leave that stuff hanging mm-hmm. out. So don't shop alone at night. I'm a big alone shopper. Me too. But think about like, you know what? One of my favorite ways to shop is like thrift shopping or something mm-hmm. with headphones in, like get in the zone. And you're, you're kind of putting yourself at risk right yeah. there. I mean, you need to. Dangerous. M- maintain being aware because you're you're out in public especially out in public alone and unaware right you got headphones put one ear in mm-hmm. don't have both yeah and don't don't get lost in you. your in your little world you know you got to maintain a level time. of people are looking for vulnerable people right now have you guys right. ever seen those bone induction headphones have you seen those what so you don't put them in your ear, but you put them on your temples and they vibrate. And so it translates the sound to your eardrums, but you can still hear all the ambient sound. It's like for runners wow. and stuff when you want to hear traffic. That's weird. Yeah. I got a pair. I'll bring them in. They might be Do useful. They'd be great for thrift shop. I use, thrift them, shopping. When I, I use them when I run. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I asked Santa for some Bluetooth wireless headphones. Aftershocks? Aftershocks makes them. Sounds like yeah. a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like Maybe a shoe. Yeah. Or like a protein powder or something. Like <laughs> All right. Put the packages in the trunk of your car. So <laughs> don't hang the sign in your car that says uh, break glass and help yourself. You know, leaving your what? pocketbook oh. in the front seat, leaving all your packages from Target in the back seat and just mm-hmm. moving on to the next store. People will break in your car. There are desperate people out there during Christmas time. You just have to be careful. Um, take your keys out of your purse before you leave the store. So you're not fumbling and bumbling around with your head down, trying to find your keys in the bottom of your bag. In security, we call that head on a swivel. You're walking out in that parking lot, head on a swivel. Don't text and walk when you're walking from your car. Kids do that. Lord Jesus, I was coming down Maynard Road the other day and East Cary School was getting out. Mm-hmm. And all the kids were Face down in the phone, walking down the sidewalk and like two earbuds in. Yeah. And <laughs> it's traffic, like all the buses. I mean, that's a lot of traffic. That's scary. I don't know. I'm scared to like. I would fall. Like, Yeah. All right. It says don't use ATMs. ATMs freak me out. ATMs are to criminals what candy shops are to kids. They'll just walk you to your car and force you to hand over your money. Does that include the ones you drive through? Or are those safer? I would think that like the ones at your bank would be a deterrent to a criminal. You know, so put your put yourself in their shoes. If you're going to try to rob somebody, which ATM you're going to go to, and then don't go to that one. They all have a camera. I mean, all ATMs have cameras when you come up to them. But their thing is, you know, you're you yeah, just but some of them cash. are like jankety ATMs in the back of a parking lot somewhere where like the, the light above right. it doesn't work. Yeah, don't and go to that one. Yeah. You if know what I mean? Like you out, think like stop. a criminal. <laughs> that's how you, that's how you stay safe. Your purse, <laughs> ladies or men. A merce. In the, in the no front of the No merces in the front seat. <laughs> no merces in the front. No, in the seat of your cart. Because people are snatching oh, yeah. bags and running out. That makes sense. Also, LP is going to be watching you. I mean, I watch for people to steal like that. What if they're not stealing from the store and they're stealing from people? Do you pay attention to that too? LP? As an LP? Would you? 
Yeah. I mean, you, I saw a lot of weird things just because I was not shopping. I wasn't there shopping. I was just there to be aware and to watch. Right. Try not to carry a lot of cash. I don't have a problem with that. I know. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) No worries here. Apple paying. Lock your car doors as soon as you go inside and get inside the car. So don't, you know, set the music, put on your lipstick. Right. Start checking your Facebook with your head down and. And the car is left unlocked. I think the key thing with all of these points is just be aware. But, you know, that's what we're talking. People are not people are not self-aware. Yeah, especially when they're so distracted with everything that's going on. And you're yelling at the kid for not listening. And, you know, so-and-so is at the house and these people and you got to deal with all that. So people are just not paying attention. So just we want everybody to be safe. That's our holiday tip. Be safe. I'm looking forward to all the Christmas decorating, caroling. We're going to carol. <laughs> so exciting. Do you want to carol? Yeah. Who's going to carol? I can get people in my church to carol. Let me see. How I don't know those songs. I, I need songs that I know, like Rudolph. That's fine. Jingle bells. You okay. knew um, Wade in the Water. It's <laughs> <laughs> not exactly a, a children's. Oh, I don't know. Jingle. <laughs> you did it all. Ask the sleuth. I need stuff. I do too. I mean, we. Tell us who you want to talk to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So we have our idea of like guests that we want to talk to. But if there's, you know, people that you guys want to hear from, shoot us an email. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're open, open books here. What people, what topics, you know, what do you want to hear Jamie and I talk about? Please share our podcast, guys. Blackman Detective Services. Y'all give us a call. We're here to help you. See you next week. Peace. We want to hear from you. Are you stuck in a complicated situation and you just need some advice? Email your story to askthesleuth at gmail.com and we'll read it on air. We'll give our opinion and so might our guests. We'll talk through your situation, but don't worry. We'll keep all of your information confidential. That's askthesleuth at gmail.com. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.